0: Welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alerts podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Isabel Robles. Filling in for Seth this week is Sam Manis. Sam, welcome. Hello. So, Sam, I'm curious. If you had to think of a business on the spot, what would it be?
1: Um I really like waffles mm. a lot. They're mm-hmm. they're good stuff. We have two waffle houses in town and mm-hmm. I and I frequent probably something where you would be rewarded for eating more and more waffles. So like the first waffle is $2 and then the second waffle is 150 and then mm. the third one is 125 and you can eat to your heart's content without burning all your money.
0: So this would be like a waffle restaurant that would have this deal or would it like be contracted at places that already sell waffles? I
1: think it would be a waffle restaurant. It would be like a boutique mm. waffle restaurant. Okay. What's yours?
0: Um I would develop A almost dating app like tinder how it uses GPS but instead of for people it would be for dogs in the area that would like to meet new humans
1: so how would how would the dog fill out their bio
0: well the owner would do it on behalf of them and it would just probably like describe them their personality so, then if you have a chill dog and, like, in the moment, I'm just really wanting a little pupper to sit on my lap, I can go to the chill dog. Or if the one's super energetic, so you could kind of have all of them choose to meet up. It'd be like a virtual dog park where you don't have to have a dog to go. <laughs> I think the deal would be like, it wouldn't be super pinpointed to exactly where they were. They're just like in your area. And then you would have to communicate with them. <laughs> So that's my idea.
1: Okay, I like it.
0: But we should probably get started with the podcast now.
1: Sure. First, we'll cover this week's headlines.
0: Then we will hear a couple of stories from Columbia Startup Weekend.
1: The annual event brings together aspiring entrepreneurs with one goal, build the foundation of a viable business in three days.
0: We'll bring you two stories from the event, a guide to what makes a good elevator pitch, and a conversation with one of the winning teams from Startup Weekend.
1: Then we'll hear the debut of a new occasional series.
0: It highlights Missouri mayors who are also entrepreneurs.
1: Missouri Business Alert reporter Maxwell Hogan talked with Fred Foley, a local business owner and restaurateur who's also the mayor of Glasgow, Missouri.
0: Then, of course, we will share our digits.
1: The numbers that matter to you in entrepreneurial news.
0: But first, the headlines.
1: Kansas City architecture firm Burns & McDonnell is launching a consulting company. It's called 1898 & Company in honor of the year Burns & McDonald was founded. Its consulting will focus on business, technology, and security.
0: The Economic Development Corporation of Kansas City is partnering with an Atlanta organization to encourage minority entrepreneurship, and $300,000 is on the line. The EDC has partnered with Opportunity Hub to offer a boot camp for 50 local entrepreneurs. Ten of those entrepreneurs will advance through the boot camp to a pre-accelerator program, where they will receive a $5,000 grant. From there, five entrepreneurs will receive $50,000 investments and get a chance to present at the South by Southwest Festival.
1: WeWork, the office-sharing startup, plans to lay off 4,000 employees. Following the company's failed initial public offering, WeWork is shedding jobs, including about 1,000 cuts of employees like janitorial staff. No word on how the job cuts will affect WeWork's existing location in Kansas City or two more planned facilities in Missouri.
0: Last weekend, Missouri Business Alert reporter Seth Bodine went to Columbia's annual Startup Weekend.
1: There, he was able to observe some of the participants' elevator pitches, where people gave the basics of their business ideas in a minute or less.
0: Seth talked with some of the event organizers and participants to get the lowdown on what makes a good elevator pitch. Here's that story.
2: The beginning of every entrepreneurial pursuit begins with an idea. But the step after that is conveying that idea to others often in less than a minute. This is known as the elevator pitch, an idea that can theoretically be explained in the span of a brief elevator ride. So the question becomes, what makes a good elevator pitch? Chelsea Branscom is on the organizing committee of Columbia Startup Weekend, and she says she's heard a lot of pitches over the years.
3: I guess if you multiplied my startup weekend years by number of 60-second pitches, it'd be hundreds.
2: Branscombe says the first step to crafting one is focusing on a problem and then its solution. And to start forming that, she asks a series of questions.
3: What is the really big problem? How can you relate that to the other audience members? So how can you really get people on your team? Is that something you've personally experienced and how you thought of your idea? Or is it something that you just see happening in whatever industry you're in? Um, And then focusing on the solution. So what is the actual, like thing that you want to accomplish over the weekend.
2: Once you've answered these questions, you have the pieces for your pitch. Then it's time to start putting it all together.
4: Hi, I'm John Crisp, and I'm an emergency physician with uh, 15 years
2: experience working in many different emergency departments in California Missouri. That's John Crisp. He's a Startup Weekend participant and works as an emergency physician in Columbia. He was working on a draft of his pitch during the workshop last week. He begins his pitch with a brief introduction and then jumps into his problem. The problem I've noticed
4: is that not all emergency departments are equal and the consumer
2: deserves to know the
4: difference. Uh, Does the emergency department you choose in your time of need have the means to actually help you? It may not. A simple example right here in Columbia, uh, as my mom always says, uh, heaven forbid, if your two-year-old child has abdominal pain and ends up having appendicitis, Does the ER you drive them to have an available
2: pediatric surgeon or a surgeon at all? Chris introduces himself as someone with substantial experience in the industry and then outlines a relatable problem. And Alyssa Patsyas, an organizer at Columbia's Startup Weekend, says his pitch highlights another important element of a pitch, catching the attention of your audience, whoever that might be. When Chris presented, Patsyas says he caught people's attention by using the example of a medical emergency.
3: One of the pitches we heard tonight around the ER that said, you know, that scary moment when you don't know where you're headed, that got everybody's attention in a very loud room in a very casual setting. You put that in front of 80 people that want to be on and want to know what's next, that pitch is going to get attention and people are going to remember that.
2: It might be tempting to go in depth about the logistics of a pitch, but Patsy advises advised not to get so much into the details, because more than likely, it will all change.
3: I usually try to get people to stop caring about the widgets and the features and the specifics, but more, what is the purpose? How could you picture that coming to life? What's the end goal of it? And then, you know, who do you need to help you get there? But when you get down to the nitty gritty, people then forget the why.
2: One more tip for the road. Presence during public speaking can go far. Patsyus says when you hear 50 ideas, you remember the ones that elicit emotion or laughter.
3: When you hear 50 ideas, you remember the ones where you laughed or got emotional um, or that person you know, lit up a room.
2: So let's review. Identify a problem and a solution. Refine the main idea. Make it personal. Focus on the big idea and less on the small details. Work on performing, not on explaining. While there's no such thing as a perfect pitch, keeping these tips in mind might just take your idea into a business. But for Patsyus, hearing a pitch is always an exciting moment.
3: Anytime anyone gives a pitch, it makes me excited because it means that someone has been really courageous to go from just something that they've left in their head alone to themselves to actually putting it out in the world. And that's what entrepreneurship's all about.
2: For Missouri Business Alert, I'm Seth Bodine.
1: Now we'll hear from Maxwell Hogan, who traveled to Glasgow for the first installment of a new series.
0: He met with Fred Foley, who's the mayor of Glasgow, a town of about 1,100 in mid-Missouri. Foley is also a small business owner and runs the River Bend Family Restaurant in town.
1: Here's Maxwell with that story.
4: Walk a block from the Missouri River over to Main Street and the town of Glasgow, Missouri, and you'll find River Bend Family Restaurant, which has the mayor cooking up eggs, sunny side up. It's 8:30 in the morning, and Fred Foley has been hard at work for the past three and a half hours.
5: I'm up at five o'clock every morning, opening this place up, getting everything set up and stuff, and about here at two o'clock on the weekdays, hopefully, unless you have a breakdown on equipment or something. And Weekends, I get out at 9 o'clock at night because we open late at night, and uh, then you start the same grind again.
4: Foley is in his 12th year of owning the American Food Joint in the town of just over 1,000 people. He initially moved to Glasgow to retire from a career as a restaurant owner. He had planned on opening an antique shop near Interstate 70. However, things didn't work out the way he pictured.
5: I was showing a vacant restaurant down here, and I became interested in that, so we ended up They didn't have a restaurant on Main Street at that time, like this type, and so we uh, opened it up.
4: When Foley moved from St. Paul, Minnesota, he planned on only opening one business venture, the antique shop. But the entrepreneurial spirit he gained back when he was in high school has stuck with him throughout his life pushing him to start multiple business ventures in Glasgow.
5: We came down here and there was numerous storefronts boarded up and closed up. I bought four of them and uh, Kind of got some other people interested in me doing stuff, you know, and uh, later on, it's just evolved and our street's pretty well occupied now, you know, and stuff, and it's a very vibrant
4: town. Lindsay McCormick is an economic development official who works with small businesses in mid-Missouri. She says that owning a brick-and-mortar store and being a part of government in rural Missouri towns isn't uncommon.
5: I think it's just a natural
6: progression and a natural step whenever you're you're used to working with the public. With it, with your, your private business, it um, it's just a natural step, and it's usually out of necessity, not necessarily out of you know a personal
5: desire to do so.
4: Yet, when Foley's small business ventures started livening up the town little by little, the town urged him to become mayor again, straying away from his original plan of retiring.
5: I didn't feel I had any expertise or any experience in being a mayor, but it's not so different than being an owner of a business, you've got to manage things, you've got to run things, you got to make sure that things balance out. And uh, But like I said, the idea was it was going to help the town a lot more. I got an investment in the town like a lot of other people, so I want to see it succeed.
4: Foley approaches his duties as the mayor the same way he does his small business ventures, with the same principles and guiding strategies.
5: Like I say, you know, you take a board up a the building, unboard it, and fix it up. And it changes the whole appearance of a block. And the same thing with ideas. And that's what people have to look at. And just not be so into themselves sometimes, I think, and just share what they've got to share. And then that person will share that with somebody else. I learn from other people.
4: Pulling double duty as a small business owner and as mayor keeps fully busy. But while his days are long, he isn't trading in his 24-7, 365-day schedule for anything.
5: It's just uh, everybody's got a little bit of something... To share it with somebody i just wish more people would do it no, but it's just yeah. it's an amazing life
4: back at riverbend family restaurant fred foley finishes making the order of eggs he thanks the parting customer and gets a brief break But the break doesn't last that long. The mayor has to still be at City Hall by 2 p.m. In Glasgow, Maxwell Hogan, Missouri Business Alert.
0: So, Sam, I know that I'm curious of something, and I'm guessing our listeners are too. Of what? Of what teams won the Columbia Startup Weekend.
1: Ah, uh, yes, of course. Well, Missouri Business Alert reporter Rashi Shrivastava caught up with one of the winners and has that interview for us.
0: Yes, that's right. Rashi had a conversation with Connor Rule, who is part of the team behind Safe Skies, and out for people interested in paragliding.
1: Here's Rashi's story.
7: Uh, so I'm here in conversation with Connor Rule, who I met over the weekend at Columbia Startup Weekend. Um, Connor, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. So the Columbia Startup Weekend is basically a weekend where entrepreneurs who have really interesting business ideas they come come in and they. Um, uh, pitch their ideas and they, over the weekend they develop those ideas and on Sunday night they present their work to the judges and the community and that's when I got the chance to meet with Connor. Um, so first off, congratulations. Uh, your team won um, a couple of awards over the weekend. Uh, can you explain uh, some of those and why you got those?
6: Uh, so I think judges just pick the, there's three top awards, you can only get one and you know we ended up getting best business model from their feedback and then the community just votes on which idea they like the best and kind of a you just put a ticket in a jar Um, so we ended up getting that too which was cool
7: definitely so um, for someone who's not acquainted with the experience of the Startup Weekend how would you describe it?
6: so Startup Weekend I had no idea what I was getting into uh, going into it Uh, you just tell everyone what your idea is um, I, I did my pitch wearing my flight suit that I used to go flying. Wow. <laughs> um,
7: that must have been fun to watch. <laughs>
6: it was really nerve-wracking because I was just like, uh, A, there's a, way more people there than I uh, expected there to be. Uh, and then I was dressed like, kind of imagine what a fireman looks like. <laughs> um, so then the pitches get selected by, again, I think a it's a group voting process where you get to just put your sticky note on the ideas you like best and ten go on to become teams, which you know develop the idea and all of it ends up in a five minute presentation on Sunday. Right,
7: so just to put the suit in context for people, what is your, what was your business idea, and yeah. what is Safe Skies all about?
6: Yeah, so uh, the background is that um, I am one of about 30,000 powered paragliders in the world, and powered paragliding, it's, in my opinion, the closest you can get to the age old dream of actually flying, and Safe Skies is basically uh, starting out with a set of safety features for flying, uh, but eventually hope I'm hoping to evolve it into sort of the one-stop shop for powered paragliders to just make the sport really awesome, uh, while you're flying, before you're flying, after you're flying, uh, anything I can do with software to make it better. Uh, that's kind of where it's headed. Right. So.
7: so the app is essentially ar- uh, revolving around like the safety and legality of where you can, pl- uh, can fly and when you should fly.
6: Yeah, that's the first feature for sure. Um, you know, There's one phrase I kept repeating all weekend, which is that if you're going to go flying, you got to answer one question every time and you got to answer it right, which is when and where is it safe and legal to fly? Uh, And if you don't answer that question correctly, there are consequences. So, you know, and some people spend a lot of time doing background research before they go flying. looking at tons of different weather sources, constantly checking for changes before they finally make the decision to get up in the air. What I wanted to do is basically take all of the best safety practices around weather, all the things that I do personally that take me a bunch of time before I fly, uh, make that completely automatic and brainless so I can just have in my calendar, essentially, here are flyable spots. Uh, The other aspect of that is the FAA regulations. There's places you cannot fly Uh, So making those clearly demarcated on the map versus just the craziness of trying to read a sectional chart.
7: Definitely. Basically, how did you get the idea?
6: You know, I've been flying for over three years now. Paragliding, I should mention, is extremely safe as a form of aviation. But the key factor in that is the conditions you choose to fly in. It's something every time I go flying, I have to answer... I know this research takes time and energy, and it's one of the least uh, fun parts about flying is just having to do all this background. So the basic idea just came from my annoyances and having to do all this right. between flights. Right. So if I can just automate all that away, uh, I feel like A, people will have a a better baseline of safety, and B, it'll just be a time saver. Yeah. So. Yeah,
7: definitely. So how do you plan to make that into like a revenue model for your business and what are you planning to charge your customers for and how is that going to
6: go? So the powered paragliding um, market is is about 30,000 strong uh, and all of us have that same exact issue. My base thinking is, you know. I I, th- I feel like it would be morally wrong to charge for a feature that could make people safe. Um, but then on top of that, I want to build out uh, a large number of basically fun features like um, tracking your flights and doing things like achievements. You know, what was the highest point of your flight? What was the fastest you went? Uh, how many steps did you take to take off compared to previous flights, etc.? You know, like analytics uh, achievements could be really fun. So you might have a leaderboard. You know, that kind of stuff is where I would start to maybe consider charging monthly subscriptions uh, to fund the app itself.
7: Yeah, definitely. So um, how did your business idea evolve from basically just something that you thought was a necessity to something that's actually marketable um, throughout the startup weekend?
6: The startup weekend was pretty helpful in thinking of maybe like the longer tail uh, route of how, okay, well, if I can do this for one sport, maybe I should just find another programmer in other sports that I could help fund and get their app off the ground. And now we all have the shared platform for sharing data, achievements, et cetera. But the the very first and intermediate steps are were kind of pretty well known to me.
7: Yeah, definitely. So um, what are the, what's next for Safe Skies? I know like you talked about uh, expanding into other esports and other areas. So what, what do you think is next for Safe Skies?
6: So um, I really would like to find a name that scales. <laughs> a so the, the very next step, like the thing I'm going to do in the coming weekends, is... Uh, is A, find out where from government sources and free uh, weather sources I can get the data I need. And then the next question is, if I have access to that data, what is the fastest way to get it to the community? Um, That's why I think starting with like an email list might just be the way to go because I can send emails without creating an app at
1: all. Now it's time to share our digits.
0: The numbers that matter to you in entrepreneurial news. Sam, what is your digit this week?
1: My digit is $3.5 million. Oh, wow. This is the amount of Rivet's newest seed funding round. Rivet is a St. Louis-based marketplace for construction technology. The round was led by DreamPack Ventures and Herman Companies. Rivet will use the money to develop products and hire more employees. And Isabel, what's your digit for the week?
0: 21.6%. This is the percentage of startups that have at least one woman on their founder team as of 2018. This is up from about 4% in 2011. This is according to a new analysis from the Kauffman Fellows Research Center. The analysis also found that companies with at least one woman in the C-suite were raising $8 million more than all men startups.
1: And to finish up the podcast, we'll give you this week's closing thought.
0: This is when entrepreneurs share with us some of the best business advice they have used and applied. Again, here is Columbia Startup Weekend Entrepreneur, Connor Rule, with his closing thought.
7: So, um, what would the best piece of business advice that you've ever gotten or that you would give to other entrepreneurs be?
6: Well, I think focusing first on the actual problem you're trying to solve is just it's not even a piece of advice it's just like the community vibe you know you, you hear it repeated all the time but it's easy to not take it to heart um, I've been trying to do startup stuff for a long time now and this is probably the most excited I've gotten about an idea even though let's say it has the smallest potential market and total amount of growth that could happen compared to other ideas simply because I know this problem is real it's something that I struggle with and it's something that I would use myself So having a problem that you know that well and that directly has, at least for me in this case, been super critical.
1: And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Isabel Robles and me, Sam Manis. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next week.
0: Bye. This Business Alerts podcast covering the news and issues in. in, 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 in. Woo! We We've it. We've done it.